Morning. This is the audio version of my email newsletter, made with Amazon Polly and a synthetic voice. Read the original, with all the links, at addictivelondon.com. Fix August 15th. Apple, privacy and ads. Whilst the cost of living crisis, the war and supply chain issues are all clearly factors, the real damage to the online ad economy stems from the Apple putch on privacy. It seems the damage could have been prevented. The Wall Street Journal tell how Apple has been talking with Facebook for years, looking for ways to share in the ad riches Facebook generated. The inspiration would seem to be the $10 billion plus tax that Google pays annually to be the default search engine on Safari. The consequence is estimated by Latame as $17.8 billion in lost revenue among Facebook, Twitter, Snap and YouTube. You can also argue that a significant proportion of the $400BN in value lost by big media companies this year is a consequence of Apple, lower ad revenues and higher customer acquisition costs. The FT looks at the impact on small businesses. Obvi, an online shop for women's health, was among the companies that were hit by an abrupt downturn last November when the cost to acquire new customers skyrocketed. We were going from one of the best years possible, completely bootstrapped and insanely profitable and we're about to hit Black Friday and make a huge splash when everything crashed on us, said Ashwin Melwani, its chief marketing officer. Before Apple's rules came into effect, Obvi would spend an average of $30 to acquire a new customer on Facebook, and the customer would spend about $60. That cost tripled to $90 last autumn, turning a profitable business into a cash-burning one. Of course Apple have their own ad business, almost ready for launch. Their core customers are their developers, all of whom are suffering just like Obvi and the big companies. The job ads have been running for a while and Dig Day has a good piece on their plans. Online ads. Analyzing the effect of the Apple moves on ad revenue, we should not ignore other significant factors. Brands are faced with much more choice, merchant media is starting to take off, Avad is just getting started but already offers lots of opportunity in Amazon, and TikTok, are growing really fast. Factor in the imminent competition from Apple and Netflix and things are not going back to how they used to be. So whilst it may suit platforms to talk of a weakening at market, could it just be that spend is being spread across more players than before? Maybe Amazon isn't bucking the trend, just showing us the new shape of the market? The cost of living crisis and other factors are clearly an influence though, with a slowdown being cited by traditional media too. The FTC this as a good opportunity for traditional agencies, which I really can't see. Mark Reed of WPP is bullish, but much of his revenue comes from digital now. We have seen more resilience in advertising spending than people expected but that is largely because consumer spending has held up so far. A group Megzec is bullish. We've heard from CPG brands in the past about the importance they place on advertising and brand advertising in recessionary times, just in terms of continuing to make sure that consumers choose their brand over a generic brand. His former colleague cites Walmart warnings as a sign consumer spending may be coming under pressure. Erwin Gottlieb, the former chief executive officer of Groupon, the ad-buying company owned by WPP PLC, said he expects more marketers to cut back on ad spending in the wake of Walmart's announcement. When they hear a decline across the board at Walmart, it confirms their worst fears, he said. But new opportunities keep coming, Uber rival Lyft is to expand its ad services. Social. Most of the key players in social have just one thing on their minds these days, how can we be more like TikTok? Chasing someone's success with a cloned version of their product is a risky business, especially when you have millions of customers who are quite happy with the status quo. Mark Ritson has written a good piece on social clones and ends with this. 
As strategy guru Roger Martin observes, we are set for a financial bloodbath. That's the scenario he predicts when multiple companies go to the same market, with the same strategy, at the same time. And he is right. It's what we see in Nuke and in Fast Last Mile. The low barriers to entry and the surplus of cheap capital make it easy to launch and compete. But eventually the money gets more expensive, or dries up. I don't think the rise of TikTok will turn any of the existing players into MySpace or Friends Reunited, but messing with your DNA to get more like TikTok feels very risky. YouTube is the closest to the TikTok experience, reinforcing how TikTok emphasized they are an entertainment platform rather than a social one. Both users and brands are warming to YouTube Shorts, with Google claiming 1.5 billion logged-in users watch YouTube Shorts a month. The last figures from TikTok claimed 1 billion monthly users. The only social player who really get product development is Snap, everyone else just buys the good ideas, or copies them. The new Snap Family Center seems a smart idea. Snapchat's new Family Center hub allows parents and guardians to keep tabs on who their teens message with on the app without disclosing what it is they're saying to each other. One huge difference between TikTok and its competitors is that organic still works on TikTok and brands can seize this opportunity. Avinash Kaushik delivers a damning note on influencers and organic, saying money should be shifted to paid media. I agree with his thinking, on every platform other than TikTok, where success comes from blending organic reach with TikTok ads to amplify content you know works. Some retail examples in this week's good TikTok creative. A good piece from Trapital, a breakdown on TikTok's plan to take over. Good research from agency Foxwell, the truth behind TikTok, from 400 brands and 1M plus attribution survey responses. Merchant. As merchants cope with the cost of living crisis, they're still feeling the ripples of the pandemic. Benedict Evans has a good piece looking at how the pandemic growth in commerce has proved, generally, to be a blip. The FT note the Japanese market is undergoing a similar transition, with e-commerce growth flatlining, although penetration is lower than comparable countries. In a parallel to the trauma facing the ad business we see merchants struggling. Warby Parker are to lay off staff. We're really being conservative in our assumptions, Dave Gilboa, Warby Parker co-founder and co-chief executive, told analysts during a conference call, adding that customers are making fewer discretionary purchases. We're not counting on that pent-up demand to show up in our forecast. Deliveroo announced they are to cut their marketing but you could argue their plethora of partnerships with major retailers and food businesses means they don't need to market in the same way anymore. German fashion retailer Zalando are more optimistic, considering the current slump in internet shopping as a blip. Our plan is to keep employment by the end of this year steady, said Jens. Since the end of 2019, its workforce increased by a quarter to more than 17,000 employees. But we have become much more cautious in hiring, said Jens. Smart thinking on merchant media from a fixed friend at the IAB and from McKinsey. This is a good summary of the current state of Fast Last Mile, with some good comments too. TLDR, it's not good, but there are new collaborations that have promise. But can they find funding? The FT take a good look at the trials and tribulations of live shopping. If you select the right influencer, they have much more reach than we would on our own platform they are the revenue drivers, says Luke Williams, founder of Justmaluk a UK-based beauty retailer who has been taking part in TikTok shop. Live shopping is new and exciting but it is still in its infancy. It is one to watch but there's a long way to go. The D2C Survival Guide, 5 direct-to-consumer companies that face disaster, and what other brands can learn from them about business models, culture, and scaling, CB Insights Research. Amazon and Waitrose banned customer for complaints and returning too much, The Guardian. 
Shopify is betting $100 million on marketing startup Clavio as the e-commerce giant and its sellers look for ways to bolster sales. Newf. The big story is around how Disney now has more subscribers than Netflix. It's not really true, the Disney numbers include Hulu and ESPN. And a big chunk of Indian subscribers who pay a much smaller price to mainly watch the cricket. Now they have lost the cricket rights, they forecast lower growth and their price increases will also have an effect. Essentially they are charging the same fee, but adding ads and there will be a higher fee for the ads-free service. Good analysis of the Disney results here. The Wall Street Journal has a long look at how Netflix are gearing up for ads, with a claim they hope for $80 CPMs, real top dollar pricing. And they considered an ad-supported service a decade ago but Crickle was shelved in favor of global expansion. They will have more competition, Walmart seemed to be taking the logic of merchant media and using that to launch their own streaming service as part of their loyalty program. This makes total sense and the building blocks, tech, content, ads, are all easily available, if you have a good customer base. More evidence of this logic is the streaming talent hires being made by Mercado Libre. AdTech There is another emerging story related to Apple privacy and its effect on Facebook. A smart developer finds that Instagram adds its own code to every link in Instagram, bypassing the Apple ATT restrictions. This story is still developing, Facebook responded and said nothing to see here. Worth following the developer on Twitter as this feels like there is more to learn. Maybe all those stories about Facebook listening to you aren't so fanciful? Dodgy practices are everywhere, like major publishers buying ads in mobile games. Marketing Brew observed the mobile game directing traffic to major publishers' websites using a practice called rewarded inventory, where players can earn in-game rewards for sitting through advertisements. But in this case, instead of sitting through a commercial, users are expected to scroll through articles, like one from self-titled 20-minute bodyweight strength workout for runners. I am reminded of that saying, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. AdTech has enough problems, our friends at Aridi talk of a classic bear market and Joe Root of Permutive has been open about their problems, needing to reduce their team. As Digiday ponders whether AdTech can weather the storm, another group Megzek is quite bullish. To be clear, everything is relative, and everything is not sunshine and roses, there are great risks ahead but the degree of certainty with which you hear negative opinions expressed are just out of whack. A huge focus is attribution and Ness sparked an interesting debate with this post. Web 3. Sharing some of our holiday reading. The Gray Man, Metaverse Mission. Epic Games is at the center of the metaverse, a look at their assets. The Professor G. Pod with Scott Galloway, how the metaverse might actually work, with Matthew Ball on Apple Podcasts. Gartner just trashed Matthew Ball's The Metaverse, what's up with that? August 11, 2022. The Metaverse and Web3, the next internet platform, Deloitte. Pearson plans to sell its textbooks as NFTs, publishing, The Guardian. Brands try turning NFTs from kitschy collectibles into something utilitarian for consumers, Wall Street Journal. Web3 Jobs in Roblox. Web3 Use Cases, The Future, Not Boring by Packy McCormick. How NFTs Can Boost Fan Engagement in the Sports Industry. Miami Collabs with Time, MasterCard, Salesforce to Sell 5K NFTs. Louis Vuitton and Web3, Hype Research. Plus Plus. Oxios acquired by Cox for $525 million. Teens, Social Media and Technology 2022, Pew Research Center. Gaming tapers off post-pandemic as players return to the real world, FT. Netflix aims to become a serious player in the gaming sphere, FT. Epic Games, 
the dreamers of the dreams. Big tech can't stop obsessing over Apple and TikTok, wired. A golden age of consumer convenience is passing, FT.